talking about a typo. Uh, one forty. I don't know. I've got it printed out. So it's in Psalms. Y'all trust me. <laughs> Lord, have mercy for us. See, that's when you print it out. That's all you got. It says one. It's something six one through nine. So you scholars go home. You're going to have to trust me on this. I don't think that's ever happened before. Yes. Ain't no room for pride. Y'all know what I'm talking about? For the choir director, a song, a psalm. Shout happily to God all the earth. Make music to praise the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. That's not a, that's not a suggestion. That's a command. Say to God, how awe-inspiring are your deeds. Your power is so great that your enemies will cringe in front of you. The whole earth will worship you. It will make music to praise you. It will make music to praise your name. Selah, which means pause and think about it. Come and see what God has done. His awe-inspiring deeds for Adam's descendants. He turned the sea into dry land. They crossed the river on foot. We rejoice because of what he did there. He rules forever with his might. His eyes watch the nations. Rebels will not be able to oppose him. Selah. Thank our God, you nations. Make the sound of his praise heard. He has kept us alive and has not allowed us to fail. Before you're seated, let me read this to you. Praise flows from living things. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. From those who recognize God and see him as he really is. Praise flows from a deep sense of gratitude and a true commitment to follow God's word. Praise is found in the mouths of children, but resides in the hearts of those who are mature. Praise is based upon truth, birthed from experience and made glorious by its expressions. A couple days ago, the Lord spoke to my heart very clearly and said, people have stopped counting their blessings because there were so many of them, it made them tired. We have stopped Counting our blessings because there are so many of them, it made us tired. This morning, my prayer for us is that we would make his praise glorious. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the opportunity and privilege to preach your word. I know myself, I have not arrived at any measure and at any level. And I'm asking, oh Lord, as I preach to your people, you preach to me. Start with me first. Open up my mouth that it might make your name glorious. Open up my home and my heart to share your goodness with other people. Open up my wallet, oh Lord, our checking account to make a difference in the lives of people. Show me how, oh Lord, to fine tune this instrument in this local church that we would shout the fame of the Son of God. And I thank you for the opportunity that's ours and for how far you've brought us and where you're taking us to. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning. There's only one way to praise God. Oh, no, Brother Wood. There's a lot of ways. Nope. There's only one way to praise God. His way. There's a lot to be said and a lot said in other churches. We allow everyone else just to be themselves and we want them to be comfortable in their, their praise and worship. And I understand the context of that. This is not a message of conformity, which says we all do the same thing the same way at the same time. You ever walked in a church and you can tell, oh, this is Pentecostal. 
You walk in another church, you go, ooh, this ain't. <laughs> God is not after conformity, but he's after a unity of heart. But in every expression, in every corporate setting, we are commanded to praise the Lord his way. It is not, am I comfortable with his way? The question is not, am I comfortable? Is it, am I willing to praise him his way? Praise is vocal. It's not an opinion. There's no such thing as meditational praise or contemplative praise. It is vocal. Unoffered praise is only an opinion. God doesn't want my opinion. He wants a verbal acknowledgement of his glory. A verbal expression a declaration. We praise God his way with bold, assertive declarations. Praise is never whispered. Praise is expressive. It's passionate. We praise standing. We praise singing. We praise with instruments. We praise with shouts of glory unto God. Worship is a different thing. And we're going to get into that, but if the Lord allows, in the next couple of weeks, worship can be quiet. I can worship with my tears and never say a word. I can think upon the goodness of the Lord and worship Him and make melody in my heart and honor Him. And worship I can do very silently. But praise is not silent. We are to praise God engaged. There is no praising God, standing in the congregation of the righteous when you're not standing really. It's kind of like the little boy. The mom said, sit down. I ain't. Sit your behind down. And he <clears throat> sat down and as she walked off, he goes, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. Yeah, I'll knock you down. <laughs> uh, a lot of times in churches, and you don't believe me, check with a worship leader, somebody on the worship team. Stand, beloved. Oh, there's people, they stand. They're standing only because they don't want to be the only one sitting down. Oh, I hit something then, didn't I? I'm, I'm praising on the outside, but don't think I'm doing it on the inside. First of all, what a coward. At least stay seated. Man, I can't believe he's talking like that. Oh, I'm going to get the letters. I get emails every week. Got one last week. It's not important who. I ain't coming back. Well, I... If I'm preaching arrogantly or I'm preaching to make you feel small about yourself, that's one thing. But wouldn't I be selling you out if I noticed us dishonoring God and said nothing about it? Now, when we stand, we stand. He says, worship me with an uplifted hands. I don't like that. He didn't ask me, did I like it? There's meaning to it to him. When I'm in the congregation of the righteous and I declare the goodness of the Lord, I lift my hands because in his mind, it's connected to the evening sacrifice. And as they would lift up their grain and they would lift up their animals as a sacrifice, we in the church lift up our hands and say, I'm not bringing you a bull or a goat. I bring you me. I bring you me. 
That's not a Pentecostal expression. It's a Christian expression. Well, I don't praise that way. Then we don't praise his way. I should be multifaceted. There's some people can't shut up. We ought to be able to worship, shut up. You ought to practice that, quiet, not seen, invisible, timid. And we ought, to, we ought to be able to cover the gamut. You need me to turn it on? Turn it on. You need me to go all the way this way, Lord, and humble myself and bury my face and worship you in the beauty of a sacred closet on the floor? Got it. I want to make sure I'm doing it your way. How arrogant to come before God and say, I'm bringing you praise my way. When he tells me how he wants it, authentic, expressive, with shouts of joy and gladness, with musical instruments. And see, here's the beautiful thing. We can worship privately and we can praise privately. And there's a special form of praise and worship that happens in my closet that will never happen in the corporate setting. Do you follow me? There's intimate moments there that never happen in the corporate setting because you're here. Are you really following me? Okay. But there are things that happen in the corporate setting that will never happen in my closet. That's why David said, in the congregation of the righteous, I will bless the Lord. I will speak of his wonderful works because in the congregation, I got backup. And other people said, yes, and the Lord did this for me. Yes, yes, yes. And those echoes make his praise glorious. God's praises are shown forth in our words, in our countenance, and in our expressions. We are to make his praise glorious. To make it glorious, we must exercise our will. I will praise the Lord. I will choose to praise the Lord. That's why a couple of weeks ago, when I really talked to us about being on time, it has nothing to do with punctuality. We're not gonna send the signal to the Lord, well, I'll get there in time for the preaching. Well, let's go the, the layer under that. It's not really important that I offer God praise as long as I get some word. Somebody's got to address it. If you're going to walk out on somebody, walk out on me. Be here before it starts in your seat saying, I come to praise you in the corporate setting. I will. I exercise my will. What do you mean by that? I'll tell you exactly. Tomorrow morning, some of y'all, you're already tired in your bones now. Tomorrow morning when that alarm goes off at five and you knock it from here to the bathroom, you will to get up and go get in the shower. You turn on the coffee pot first, but then you go to the shower. That's the exercising the will. And David said, I have to wake myself up. All that's within me. Hey, wake up. Bless the Lord. I will do this. I will be an instrument of praise. We must operate in humility. We must utilize our emotions. We must have pure motives. God does not make our praise glorious. We've missed it somehow here. We think, oh, Sunday was good. Well, tell me about it. What? Oh, the Lord came down and just made it glorious. God does not come down to our praise. We ascend to his glory. The Baalite prophets thought that if you jumped enough and you cut yourself enough and you screamed enough that Baal would come down and do something. That's how the world thinks. We don't 
bring God down with expression. We honor him with expression. We carry the Lord with us as priest. We carry him on our shoulders. Lord's already here. I'm not going to bring him down. But if I praise him, he may break out. You hear somebody say, oh, that worship leader is so good. They just bring the presence of the Lord down. That's blasphemy. They have a way of just bringing the Lord in the place. I brought him in here with me. What do you mean bring him down? He's in you. What happens is we've mistook the Lord coming down with his pleasure. And when we praise the Lord, he's pleased by obedience and by the glory that we give him. Glorious praise is expressive. Let me give you some ways what it looks like. Glorious praise looks like the single mom getting her family ready for worship, taking all morning and telling them why. Not just get up, get dressed. If you don't stop hitting your sister, I'll kill you. Put your shoes on. That's not, that's not, you can get them dressed and it not be the same thing. When that little girl, you say, get up, baby. Mama, I'm tired. I know, but we got to, come here, come here, come here. We, come here. We, we got to go to church this morning. Because God's been so good to your mama. Do you understand that that is thunder in heaven? She is not just praising the Lord when she gets there. She's telling her babies why. My wife is already telling our little girls. They have no idea what the name church means. And she says, good morning, sugar. We got to go to church. We're going to church this morning. We're going to church. I believe it was a couple weeks ago. She said, and we're going to sing. And we're going to tell the Lord. You see, it's, it's the declaration. It's not just the action. Because you can come in here, sit down, stand up, come in at 10, 15, leave at 12, and never praise. But praise is you expressing declaring with your words, countenance, passion, exuberance, the glory of God. Glorious praise looks like the successful businessman giving God the honor for his success and accomplishments. When they go, great business. One of the longtime members of our church, and you know, when I do this, I'm not bragging. I'm giving you illustrations as the Reeves family and their endeavors that God's they've just been successful and open up a coffee shop and you can't ask him about his coffee shop with, without him telling you. It's for the Lord's glory, man. We just, we want people in there praying and we want people in there singing. It's for the Lord's glory. And you try to ask him a business question about it. And he goes, oh no, man, look, it, you know, it may be profitable, it might not be. It's for the Lord's glory. That is thunder. And I'm not saying that to boast on him. I'm giving you an example. That's thunder in the courts of heaven. It's for the glory of the king. It's for the Lord. If it's profitable, wonderful. If our life goes the way we hope, wonderful. But I can't determine that. I just want them to know that I recognize him, I see him, and that God is glorious. Glorious praise. Looks like Miriam dancing on the other side of the Red Sea, birthing songs about God's power and faithfulness in delivering her people. Glorious praise looks like the person in ICU where you go to visit them and they start ministering to you. Have you ever had that happen? And they got tubes in every open hole of their body and beeping and monitors. How are you? The Lord is good. Anybody else have felt so convicted? Have you been in that moment before? And you leave, you get in the elevator and say, God, I am so sorry. I am the worthless. I'll visit someone in the hospital. I go, I just need to be taken to the woodshed, don't I? Like, yes, yes, you really do. 
They say, God is so good. My body really hurts today, but let me tell you what the Lord showed me in his word. And they're sitting there in an ICU bed, flipping through their Bible, showing me the wondrous works of God, making his praise glorious. Glorious praise looks like the person worshiping in their car. One hand on the wheel, please. <laughs> Listening to sermons while they work out and reading on their lunch hour. Here it is. Echoing their agreement to what they've read. Not just reading, not just singing, not just listening to the sermon, but with their earbuds in and the preacher says, God is good. And they go, yes, he is. That's praise. Praise is not hearing it. Praise is not agreeing with it. Praise is vocalizing the glory of God from your mouth. Many of us have an awareness of God, but not a praise for God. And you control the expression. It is not based on temperament. It is not based on personality style. It is based on your will to do it. Glorious praise looks like the one who gives liberally, the one who gives sacrificially, and the one who gives joyfully for the pleasure of the king. And they'll do something for someone and say, you're so generous. Thank you so much. Say, oh, no, no, no. I didn't give you this because I'm a good person. Let me tell you about how good God is. And they turn it on a dime and they give glory to God. Glorious praise has very little to do with God and everything to do with us. And what I'm about to share with you is a revelation to me. He never makes his praise glorious. You do. We think that when there's a spirit of freedom in the worship service, that God glorified the praise. No. We only offer what we brought. And you know, it's the difference between one week and the next week, what we brought or what we didn't bring. He wouldn't command me to do something he would do for me. Can I prove it to you? He, let me tell you some things God will never do for you. He'll never give you discipline or disciplines in your life. He will discipline you, but he'll never give you good habits. God will never give you a work ethic. God will never give you manners. God will never give you um, uh, character to choose the choice of character. You do those things. And he does not make your praise glorious. See, God made his works, his acts, A-C-T-S, his acts glorious. But it's up to you to make his praise glorious. So how glorified is God through your instrument? Make his praise glorious. Not a suggestion. It's a command for us. And the person that takes this word of God and does it, it changes their perspectives. It changes the atmosphere in their home. It changes everything when they obey. Praise is not based upon our feelings, but upon God's greatness. It happens when who we are is eclipsed by who God is. And it happens at the point where you truly recognize God. When you truly recognize him. Do you remember the story of the 10 lepers that approached Jesus for healing? Let me just read this to you. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself to the priest. Because he was healing them. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them. Say this with me, one of them. 
when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice. Oh, with a timid voice, with a, well, God understands my heart voice. No. And can I give you Greek for loud? Loud. <laughs> Exceedingly great voice. What's the word voice mean? An articulate disclosure to cause light to shine upon or to enlighten the object. So this person who had received from God turned back and with a loud voice, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And when God saw that, it immediately did two things. He said, where are the other ones? Which means something's wrong with them. So I'm going to group myself with the nine because it wasn't but a few months ago, the Lord whispered to this preacher's heart and said, what is wrong with you after all I've done for you? That was the phrase. And I had to go repent. I felt his displeasure after all I've done for you. Where are the nine? And he went back to the one. and said, well, he's, I, I can't tell you about the nine. I, I just, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He said, You're whole. What? I'm going to do something for you to need mass for. You just asked for your leprosy to be gone. Everybody's leprosy is gone. But I'm going to heal your whole life. <laughs> whole. Physical deformity. Physical infirmity. Mental dysfunction. Idiosyncrasies. Insecurities. He made a declarative statement over his life and said, Reboot out of praise. He didn't do it for that. But praise does things for you you didn't even ask for. Praise happens where you recognize God. And then someone would ask, well, why as believers should we be expected to praise God? That question alone reveals the greater issue. Why should I? Never mind. First of all, I'd like to answer it, even though it's a very immature question. Why should I be expected to praise God? Why, as a believer, should I be expected to praise God? Well, you're a believer. Because praise is the natural, right, fitting thing to do. Psalms 92 and Psalms 135. Because God commands it. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the earth. And there are people in this room, we cannot respect our mother and father, but we can honor them. So if God says, by honoring your earthly parents, I'll multiply your life, what happens when you honor your heavenly father? First the natural, then the spiritual. Why should we honor the Lord? Because life is granted to those that do. Because we were created to do this. First Peter 2, 9 says, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, that you, you, should show forth the praises of him. You show him forth. Who've called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Which in time past were not a people, but you're now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but you've now obtained mercy. Leanne, are you still here in the sanctuary? Will you come here real quick? Andy, will you help me just a minute? They's like, oh Lord. They don't know about this, by the way, so y'all pray for them. They're, I need y'all up here just a minute. Andy Hunt and Leanne. Andy, would you go to your instrument here? Will you go to the piano for me? I'm going to give you a visual that you ain't never going to forget. And their heart's beating in their chest like crazy. 
It's going to be good, though. So this is your instrument. This is Andy's. How long have you been playing? Long time. Long time. All right. Just off the cuff, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. Praise the Lord with the instrument, would you? Or, tw- or just whatever. Just show me. Just, I, I, no. Make it glorious. Nothing held back. I want to see it. That's good. Amen? Now, this is, this is going to be hard for you because I know you only have one speed on that because you play with all your heart. I really want you to do it lethargically, apathetically, okay? I don't, he said, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I mean, Andy, like, I'm not, if, if possible, I know this is hard, and, but I'm going to bring a point home. I don't care anything about the Lord or his house. If you make me do this, what would it sound like? And you're still in rhythm. Okay. He said, I can't do it without rhythm. Okay. Now I set you up. I want you to come over here. I set you at the piano. Come step down. Go to the drums for me. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay, make Andy's praise glorious for me. Go ahead. Now, I know Leanne won't leave the church. That's why I chose her. So, okay. Is that the best you got? So, go to the piano for me, Andy. Now, can you play the piano? A little bit. Let me hear a little bit. Hold it right there, drummer. It's good. Let me hear a little bit. If he plays good, I'm going to just push him off the stage. Okay. All right. Okay. Now there's a gap between here and there for you. I'm sorry. There's just a little bit of gap. So loud. I want to hear it. Make it glorious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Would y'all give them a hand this morning? Thank you very much. I had to pick people that wouldn't be mad with me, but I wanted to give you a visual illustration. Okay? Will you let me pastor you right here? It changes right here. Some of you, this is the instrument. I'm the instrument. And you're letting someone else play your instrument on Sunday. And it sounds horrible. Sounds horrible. But when Andy is at his instrument, 
and Leanne is at her instrument. It's glorious. It's glorious. You can't sing my song. You can't play my music. They bring their gifts and abilities and talents so that we might play our instrument. Our instrument. Andy got uncomfortable when I told him to be Leanne. Leanne got uncomfortable when I told her to be Andy. And we come in here and let someone else play this instrument. They don't know me. You don't know where he brought me from. You don't know what he did for me. I will bless the Lord. I will make his praise glorious. We are instruments of praise. So on this stage, look how this works. We got a keyboardist, a pianist, a guitarist, a drummer, a bass player, acoustic. Someone adds a sax. And when they are skilled, skilled, the more you add doesn't make it cloudy. It makes it amazing. Corporate praise is supposed to be amazing. Unless someone else is playing our instrument. And the problem with our church is that someone else is playing our instrument. And I just submit that to you as what the Lord showed me. And if it's wrong, abort it from your spirit. But if, it, but if it's right, move them off the stool and say, not another day will you praise for me. I'll praise with you, but you won't praise for me. Amen. We should praise because God is exalted by it. It says in Psalms 87 that the Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. And you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. He loves the gates of praise more than all the other dwelling places, it says. We should praise because God is worthy. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you've created all things and for your pleasure. They were created for your pleasure. You were created. You made this instrument for your pleasure. He has pleasure when I preach to you. This is my instrument. I can't do that can't do that. I can't do this. I just get to walk on the stage and flip a microphone and tell you about how great he is. And the same way when Andy was playing, your spirit was going, yeah, yeah. Well, John's talking and you go, yeah, yeah. And that single mama is carrying her family and her countenance and all of nature says, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's up to us. It brings God delight when I preach. My favorite thing about preaching, the highest compliment when I tell someone, they'll say, how was Sunday? I said, I sensed his pleasure. He's like, I enjoyed that. God does not descend, I told you, but we ascend to meet him. God's power is oftentimes released at our greatest need and at his greatest pleasures. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Israel and Jehoshaphat were surrounded and they went before the Lord and said, we don't know what to do. 
Lynn, if you join us now, and I won't set you up, this one's free. This one's safe. You're good. He came before the Lord and said what to do, and God said, here's what you do. Line up praisers in front of the army and go before, I believe it was Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. This great host is against you. And what I want you to do is have the soldiers behind them, which he didn't tell them this, but you never got to the soldiers. He said, have them sing this. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. So here, now, this is the part I never saw before I was preparing for this message. If you just play for me. I never, I never saw this part. Jehoshaphat appointed the people. Do you think he went for just the most melodic singers? Because he's a military man and he knows that singers aren't going to win a battle. He looked for the Lauren Thomas, the countenance. He looked for the Sheila Hayslip. He looked for the Annabelle and the Jeff and the Cheryl. He looked for them and he picked them. So here we are. May I just group us all? Just ragtag, ragamuffin, mutt. Mutts make the best dogs, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. You, 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 you. And the military captains are going, we're dead. We're dead. We are dead. This is over. And they go out in front of this multitude. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Pray, and that some started singing and some started shouting and one or two danced. It wasn't conformity. It was unity. And the theme, I don't know how God did it, but as they walked, the enemy turned on one another and killed themselves. So what about, did y'all ever think about, what about the big generals and the, and the guys with the swords and the soldiers? And like, uh, yeah, we never had a victory like that in the history of Israel. And they got done singing and they go home and see the grandparents and say, how was today? Uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> and it took them three days to pick up all the gold and jewelry from the enemy. Can you imagine some grandmama about 80 years old stooping down? <laughs> Here's this dead person with rings all over their hand. Said, you won't be needing that where you going. Come here. <laughs> uh, that's what it says. It took them three days to pick it all up. And the deliverance was so strong on this phrase. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Power is released when God's pleasure is there. Power's released. Praise the Lord. And at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises to God. Naked, praising. Beaten, praising. Bloody, praising. Confined, praising. Darkness, praising. Misunderstood, praising. Maligned, no help, no hope, no voice. And the Bible said, and God heard it. Not only God, but the prisoners heard it. Now, I don't know if this is good doctrine, but it sounds right. Heard an old preacher say, they got to praising the Lord at midnight and got God's foot to shaking. And God said, I, I can't help it. And just an earthquake boomed the prison doors open. Well, I don't know, but it's close. Because an earthquake was sent to that place 
opened up all the jail cells and nobody left. Why? Why would you want to leave a place where God is? Praise. Praise. And that jailer came up to him and said, what must I do to be saved? Why are you asking me that? Because I've never heard an instrument be played like that in all my life. I really don't know where to go from here. I don't have it in my notes. But will you join me? See, I can't determine for a city. I can't determine. It's hard enough just for our family. But I believe the Lord is asking us, commanding us, make my praise glorious. We're not looking for a certain expression. We're not looking for a style. We're looking for every instrument to be tuned before they get here, ready to go and offer whatever it is we have. And in the midst of shouts of joy, there'll be one or two that dances. There'll be another that bows. There'll be another, but declarations. And no matter what is said, May there be an echo in this church that says, yes, yes. And be ready. Power is released when God is pleased. That's it. Go home. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. God bless you. That's it.